2: your morning starts now it's the q102 jeff and jen podcast can i have a minute brazzini wants to arrange a meeting he says we can straighten any of our problems out you talk to him yeah i can arrange security on my territory all right all right, all right. you
3: know how they're gonna come at you they're arranging a meeting in Brooklyn, Tessio's ground, where I'll be safe. I always thought it would have been Clemenza, not Tessio.
2: It's the smart move.
3: Tessio was always smarter. But I'm going to wait after the baptism.
4: That's a famous scene from The Godfather. You know him as Sal Tessio from The Godfather and Detective Fish on Barney Miller. That was actor Abe Vigoda there with uh, actor Al Pacino. Uh, Abe Vigoda passed away at the age of 94 yesterday. And this is a guy who, if you don't know who Abe Vigoda is, this is a guy who's been around for decades. they, they, They started... This is a guy that when he was on that famous sitcom Barney Miller in the 1970s, he looked old then. Mm -hmm. People have been starting death hoaxes about him for years, but sadly this time it's true. He just died of natural causes in his sleep. We should all be so lucky to pass away that way so peacefully. Agreed. And his daughter says that this guy was never sick.
3: If only we could all be that lucky as we sit here with our cough drops and Sudafed.
0: I know. I mean, never sick, though. 94 passing asleep. That's a perfect life.
3: And this is not a hoax because he's been he's been the joke of hoaxes, death hoaxes for like 30 years. They have
4: a Twitter feed where like every day he would check in and he's still alive, still alive, still alive. And finally yesterday said dead.
0: It did not. It did. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was telling you because I have the alerts on my phone for TMZ and E Online, and it came up, not a hoax, that he had passed. And I'll be darned.
4: Yeah.
2: You won't believe this, but according to their records, I'm deceased.
4: He was so popular on Barney Miller that they gave his character a spinoff called Fish. Fish. And he appeared as the same character in both shows at once, which is something only a few other people have done. Spent the night at her house that night. Next morning, everything seemed fine. It was left open-ended that they would catch up with the rest of the movies that they wanted to see before the Oscars. And there has been no communication from him since. She's called, she's texted, she's left messages. There's been nothing from him. Did I leave anything out, Wendy? What's that?
0: So weird. Have you Facebook stalked him at all? I mean, we know he's still alive, right? Yes, absolutely. He's still posting. He's still active on social media.
4: Wow. Not even a, this is why I'm mad at you.
0: Yeah, or this (laughs) is what you did wrong. Yeah, you spent
3: some time together. A simple conversation just would be polite.
0: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Normal. I know. (laughs) Expected. Something happened. All right. Let's call Adam. See what his deal is. good morning good morning it's jeff from the jeff and jen morning show how are you i am doing okay how are you i'm good i got fritch and tim here and hey adam morning hi listen uh, i don't know if you're a fan of the show or not but we have a friend in common that reached out to us about you her name is wendy and i know after meeting her on okcupid okay you had seen her a few times and Uh, She's wondering why all of a sudden you just went radio silent on her and kind of ghosted the way you did. Did she do something to offend you or make you angry? What happened there?
2: Seriously, do you guys get guys to come on here and say why they don't call girls back?
4: Yeah, you'd be surprised at how honest guys can be when they are given the opportunity. You know, I I think sometimes a lot of people, they don't want to get into it. They avoid the other person. But I don't know, there's something about putting it out in the open that people seem more willing to talk about it. And certainly we can't move forward with this without your permission. But if there's something you want to get off your chest. Yeah, I'll
2: play along. Um, Let me start by saying I've had my fair share of psycho girlfriends so I'm really super sensitive to red flags.
0: Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
3: Surgery
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
4: is Chris Jenner. L.L.C.
0: We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
4: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. At
2: this point, I kind of don't mess around. Okay. All right. And uh, we were... She probably told you we were at her place watching a bunch of movies, having a good time. And she asked if I could get something out of one of the drawers in her bedroom. Mm. I said, sure. And um, inside the drawer, it was full of men's T-shirts, like shirts that didn't start by her buying them. There was like a Rush T-shirt and a SpongeBob shirt and an Avengers and some sports team. And they were all different sizes. They're all like Folded neatly and all weird, like right there in the drawer. And she told me that she always steals a shirt from a guy that she dates, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like a keepsake. That weird, but just they're all right there in the drawer. Like when I open, I don't know. It just felt. Then she said she joked that she had her eye on my collection of t-shirts. Uh, just the whole thing.
4: Okay. Was bizarre. Yeah, right, that is kind of weird. Is that something, Fritz, That women do? Like, do you collect T-shirts and then keep them after the relationship is ended? Do you still have stuff from exes of yours? I
0: do have stuff from exes of mine, but it's more of like memorabilia, as far as like you know, old photos of us and stuff. You have like oh. <laughs>
2: but I don't think that I have any in kind of. drawer?
0: Yeah, I don't keep it next to my. Ba- I th- actually think it's at my parents' basement, but I don't have shirts and clothing. If you
3: if you did, it might be one not. Yeah. One for every single.
0: Right. Yes. Like, I might they're have his old right sweatshirt. Yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. So, full disclosure, we have Wendy on the phone with us so that she could hear your brutal honesty about why you were spooked. And now that we know, Wendy, I have to ask you about these t shirts. What are they, like, trophies for yeah. you? What's, What's the point of holding on to them?
1: No. I mean, it's it, it, they're like mementos, you know? I mean, it's. <laughs> It's, I know lots of girls who do that. There's absolutely
4: nothing weird about that. That's As a man, I'm having a hard time understanding this. When you say mementos, like I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be for a guy to hold on to of an ex-girlfriend.
0: Panties. Like, say you have a pair of her old panties.
4: Yeah, I mean, is that a fair analogy? All in the drawer, no, like it's, readily it's available. Sexual. It's not sexual. Um, I don't
3: know. If they were like in a tub in the basement,
4: yeah. I think I would
3: feel different about... Like,
2: I don't know. Are do you gonna you wear a-
4: these shirts, Wendy? Yeah, that's yeah, the,
2: the weirdest, weirdest thing I've ever
4: heard. And do you? Are you thinking of the guy? Like, does that bring back memories of the guy? Is it some comforting kind of thing? Does it make you feel close to him, or do you just like the shirt?
1: It's no. I mean, it's a memory thing. It's it's people that I have good
0: memories with. I, I don't really know how I feel about
4: that. I, I know. I don't either. And I, <laughs> I mean, I, I totally see why Adam is freaked out. At the same time, the way Wendy makes it sound is so harmless.
0: I can't find any fault in why she's keeping it, but I still think it's weird.
4: We could
3: take it one more level. I know a lady that makes T-shirt quilts.
0: Oh, no.
3: <laughs> can have it on your bed with you?
4: I mean, why not just wear your own? You could you can buy men's T-shirts, Wendy, and you can wear them yourself. But what is it about these X's t-shirts.
1: I mean, I guess it would be the equivalent of like buying a band t-shirt because you like the band versus buying it at the concert.
4: Okay, let me ask you this. Do you have any t-shirts from any men where the relationship ended badly? No, definitely not. So every t-shirt that you have is a relic of a relationship that ended amicably? Yeah. That I've never I heard just, of such a I thing. don't
0: know either. I don't know how I feel about it. I can't validate it. Like, I can see why he's skis, but then I can't validate it for her that it's a wrong thing other than, like, why would, I mean, you want to keep a good memory.
4: Now that you've heard the explanation, Adam, what do you think? It still kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. So <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to bail. Yeah, if Adam had said to you, Wendy, look, you know, you and I are becoming a thing, and I really want you to get rid of these T-shirts. And if you're going to have any T-shirts, and they should, if not your own, they should be mine.
0: Mine? Would you get rid of them?
1: You know, I think if, if he was that insistent, then I might be willing to part with it. You know, it's, then I would have all new memories from his shirts.
4: Approximately how many t-shirts of ex-lovers do you currently own, Wendy? Uh,
1: I mean, it's a drawer full. I don't know. Maybe 20. Fascinating. Wow. It
4: is fascinating. Right. <laughs> a lot of boyfriends.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some of them are from the same guy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. As a woman, if this was a role reversal situation, I'd be like, get rid of it. I don't know why you're holding on to it. Even yeah. though we're not dating dating, like, right. it's still a part of you that's living in the past. Okay. It was
2: like prime real estate in the dresser too. <laughs> like you would pick
4: that drawer,
0: top drawer.
4: All right, right. So still a no, Adam? Wow. Huh? Yes. Okay, right. Wendy. Yeah, Wendy. We're sorry too. We we tried. At least now we know. One more question: Does she have one of your shirts? I don't.
2: I don't think I'm missing any. Did you get one of mine, Wendy? <laughs> Not yet.
0: No. Oh, <laughs> I do now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. If you'd like us to do a second date update for you, give us a call at 513-749-2320, or you can email us, Jeff and Jen, two N's Jen, Jeff and Jen, Jen at WKRQ.com. According to a new survey, we've learned the average person wakes up at 6.30 a.m., leaves their house at 7.23 a.m., okay. finally feels ready to interact with other human beings at 8.40, <laughs> and isn't fully with it until 9.40.
0: That's when the coffee kicks in, right? About 9.40?
4: Yeah, most (laughs) of us say that we feel like a zombie the first few hours of the day, and we hit our peak productivity at 11.22 a.m.
0: Right before lunch.
4: The survey also found that 60% of people go through their commutes so mindlessly that they don't even remember it. And 54% find themselves sitting at work with a glazed look on their face in the morning. <laughs> two
3: years back, my uh, blood pressure and, and sugar were all messed up. So I went to the, the uh, holistic doctor and I said, hey, what's going on? I'm not going on blood pressure medicine. I'm like in my 20s. Yeah. And so they did all these tests and I had to spit in this test tube every like two hours for like two days. And they monitored some sort of level. I forget which one it was. But they basically said, your brain... Doesn't activate fully till like 4 p.m. and you are a nighttime person. Wow! Really? So getting up early for work it really like does Messes a number on my up. body. So now I take some supplements and everything's fine. I just have to make sure I get my sleep, but. It, it's weird how everybody's a little bit different when it comes to that yeah. stuff is real like you're a nighttime person you're a morning person
0: well and i remember when i used to work when i worked in this building and the hours were 8 30 to 5 30 i would you know get on the road around 7 15 and then the next thing i knew i'd be like oh my god how did i get to work <laughs> right because you do and it's Dangerous, but you zone out. Yeah,
4: every day for me, my my biggest challenge is forcing myself to go to bed at a. Re- it doesn't matter how tired I am.
0: Is it because you're afraid you're going to miss something, or, or the
4: lack of sleep? No, my body will not. I can go to bed, but I will lie there wide awake until at least ten o'clock. Huh. I can't make myself go to sleep, and I'm—I refuse to take any kind of drug or
0: melatonin or
4: any okay. kind of aid that's going to help me get there. I just, you know, power through it during the week, and then I take a nap Friday afternoon. Try to live like a normal person. I live like a normal person, fine for two days <laughs> with no problem, getting all the sleep I need, getting the seven or eight hours of sleep that I need, and functioning normally on Saturdays and Sundays. And then it, you know, Mondays when I come in here. Getting up at four or something in the morning.
0: Back to the zombie,
4: and I don't take naps during the day. I power through. I, I still can't get to sleep. don't how You
0: do that? I have to take a nap during the day. Oh,
4: look at me! It's killing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm aging,
4: right? Well, you look at the concussions, the deflated ball scandals, uh, the multiple scandals, the stories of bad behavior, sexual assault. Uh, di- the horrible domestic abuse caught on tape. None of those things seem to matter enough to affect football's standing with Americans. Football is still Americans' favorite sport.
0: It's my favorite. What about you guys?
4: Uh, college football, sure.
0: Yeah, you like college? I like the NFL.
4: Harris Interactive just released the results of their annual survey on the most popular sport in America, and 33% of people say the NFL is their favorite sport. Major League Baseball came in second with 15%. Back when the survey started 30 years ago, the NFL only had a 1% lead, 24 to 23. College football came in third with 10%, followed by NASCAR, uh, pales in comparison to American football. NASCAR only getting 6% of the vote, and then the NBA and NHL tying for fifth. With five percent, that's a rough spot for the NBA right now. It's getting only thirteen percent of the, which was getting thirteen percent of the vote in the mid nineteen nineties. Uh, the rest of the top ten: men's soccer at four percent, followed by men's college basketball, men's golf, and boxing. I'm assuming that boxing got votes from people who were fans of UFC and mixed martial arts. Probably, that yeah. That didn't get its own category there
0: you know it's wild over the weekend they had the the playoff the championship Mm -hmm. games on 99 million viewers for those two games on sunday shows you how many people love football
4: (laughs) who knew the key to a long life was like trying to be like cliff clavin a new survey found that actually this was a study that found that being a regular at a small local bar is good for you people who have a bar where everybody kind of knows their name, like the song, are significantly happier. They tend to have more friends. And in the long run, it shows that they have better life satisfaction than other people. And believe it or not, it's the regular in the bar that's actually less likely to binge drink. The researchers think that it might be because face-to-face interaction is still important in this day and age, despite all of our Addictions to smartphones and computer screens, human interaction, face-to-face interaction might even be more important to us than it ever used to be. A quote from the researcher says, given the in- increasing tendency for our social life to be online, having those relaxed, accessible venues where people can actually sit down and meet old friends face-to-face and, and make new ones becomes more necessary. Have you guys had a, a bar that maybe a point of your life you were that guy?
0: Oh, all the time. I used to hang out at the Dixie Club in my single days. I mean, probably three nights a week.
4: I've never been a regular. I mean, I've been enough of a regular that they, okay, they know my name, but like I've never been. Comfy? Like. No.
0: Were they expecting you?
4: No. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, we used to go to a bar in Latonia, too. There was a bar called Good Timers. There was a bar that was called Legends. And we would, like, alternate back and forth. But it's because I think I grew up here. And you sure. you know a lot of people. So you would always go back to those same places and hang out with them. You know, Right.
4: Coming up, four foods most likely to give you food poisoning. It's news you need. Coming up next with Jeff and Jen on Q102. Wait till you hear this story. A 38-year-old guy from Newark, New Jersey, got some of the worst of it, all because he tried to do something nice for an old man. He went outside on Sunday morning, grabbed a snow shovel outside of his elderly neighbor's house, then started clearing two feet of snow from the driveway. But suddenly, another neighbor showed up, and she claimed the shovel belonged to her, so the guy gave it to her, and they had a few words, but that wasn't the end of it. She went home, got three men as backup, and one of them came outside with a gun and pointed it at the guy's head. For shoveling snow? He God. walked away. The woman told the man to shoot him, and the guy shot him in the butt. The cops have not released any information yet on arrest, but yeah, that that happened.
0: <laughs> There's got to be more to that story. <laughs> should re- rename this bit.
4: Yeah, that That happened. There you go. (laughs) And a website called Bottom Line Health recently talked to a food safety lawyer who's been representing people in food poisoning cases for the past 20 years, including the recent one against Chipotle. And they asked him to list the foods that he personally never eats because they're too risky. And here were his top four. Raw oysters was at the very top of the list. I
0: love those things. They've
4: always been risky. But you're even more likely to get sick from them now because the oceans are warming. Mm. And even slightly warmer water helps microbes grow. Pre-cut fruit and vegetables. And those are my favorite because they're so easy and I can buy small quantities of it Mm because I'm just one person instead of buying fruit that's going to go bad in two days. Uh, These are the ones that they sell in the plastic tubs. Yeah. The fact that they're pre-cut means somebody has already handled them, so they're more likely to be contaminated, which is why he puts pre-cut fruit and vegetables on his list. Sprouts, which a lot of people put on salads. There have been over 30 bacterial outbreaks linked to sprouts in the past 20 years. I wonder if
0: that's because you can't really wash them that well.
4: Probably, mostly salmonella and E. coli. And rare meat. If you love your steak rare, and I do, this probably won't change anything, but they say it should be cooked to at least 160 degrees all the way through to kill any bacteria. And that means at least medium well. The one thing you don't have to avoid is sushi. This expert says it's usually handled well, and there have not been many outbreaks linked to it, which is something. All right. 37-year-old woman named Sally Maybon was opening a bag of organic spinach last Tuesday in Princeton, New Jersey when she found a three-inch lizard inside.
0: Uh Uh-oh.
4: Now, the lizard wasn't moving at first, so she thought it was dead, but apparently it was just cold from being in the refrigerator because she put it in a Tupperware container, poked holes in the top, and it eventually started moving. Now, we see stories all the time about people losing their minds and suing someone when this happens. I mean, we'll sue over pretty much anything these days. There's a guy in Illinois right now who's suing Papa John's over 16 cents we told you about yesterday.
0: (laughs) That's right.
4: So it's kind of refreshing when someone doesn't immediately call their lawyer. Sally says she was not shocked because she understands that bugs and other small animals are more likely to show up in organic vegetables. So... She let her daughter take it to kindergarten. They named it Green Fruit Loop, and now it's their class mascot.
0: Well, look how that turned out.
4: And the organic grocery store where Sally bought the spinach isn't even planning to apologize. The manager actually bragged about it to the local news and said the lizard wouldn't have survived if the spinach wasn't organic because pesticides would have killed it.
0: That's true. There's all kinds of stuff in organic foods.
2: Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast.